Welcome, friends, to the Time of Triumph podcast. The number one artifact podcast for champions and their good friends. I am your co-host this evening, Alex Patak. Thanks for taking initiative and listening to our show. I'm here. So we're just doing all puns, huh? I ta- I, thank you for flipping your deck over to our podcast. <laughs> I'm here with my co-host, David Citrick. David, how's the weather over there? Oh, man, let me tell you, humid and uh, stormy. Like it is an artifact, the trading card game. Well, this is a new podcast we're trying for artifact superfans yeah. and diehards. Oh, have you been losing sleep to artifact? Then this is the podcast for you. We've, we sure have, haven't yeah. we, David? Absolutely. Haven't we been losing sleep? We really very much, me in particular, I think more than you. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I take time to sleep, but I also, you know, maybe not enough. Um, you had, how late have you been staying up playing this wild game? We were talking about, we are going over this before we started recording. I, uh-huh. uh, I have had multiple nights, uh, up until at least six in the morning playing this stupid game. No! Uh, uh it turns out when you play Artifact, uh, from 1am to 6am Eastern time, uh, you- The exclu- domain of vampires. You, you exclusively, uh, get your ass handed to you by people with exclusively Asian character usernames. So that's fun. That's sure. Sure. Don't look into that racially. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying no. That's a time zone thing. That's, that's not true. <laughs> that's true. Is time racist? That's not a problematic thing. We at all, will be all right? doing more episodes on whether or not time is racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, premier artifact podcast. Now, uh, David and I both have a lot of experience with other trading card games and. In the world, in 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 America, yeah, America. Well, we, let's drive that car. Let's turn it on. Vroom vroom. <laughs> oh, still purring. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I I know I've been dipping my wick even recently into the Hearthstone well. Uh, yeah, Hearthstone. Never got into Hearthstone. Uh, before I I just moved to New York in June, and just before mm-hmm. that, uh, Hearthstone's I, a real New York card game. It really is. Uh, Would you like a pizza rat with that monster? Before you log into Hearthstone, they're like, "Are you playing from New York City?" And if you say no, they actually slap you with a slice of pizza. It's yeah. crazy. It says, "Uh, fuck out of here yeah. on your screen, <laughs> you gabagool." <laughs> This is what it says to you. And the thing is, too, it's a game that's played by a lot of Koreans. So, like, a lot of people outside of America have to lie about, you know, where they're from. And sure, they actually have to come to New York, actually. I, I'm against it. I think that it should be for everyone. Yeah, yeah, Alex was saying before we started recording, he was chanting, build that wall over and over again. Right, build the wall of fans of Artifact. <laughs> <laughs> and let them all... Look over into our yard of great podcasting. And so, you know, that's what really drove me over to Artifact, is it's a game for everybody. It really is, uh, except non-Americans. Except, no, well, yeah, uh, I can't remember what we were talking about. (laughs) That riff got so far (laughs) off the rails. Anyway. Anyway, uh, Artifact is better than Hearthstone. It's shinier. Good. And We're, I yes. haven't played it for five years. That It has a big edge that way. Yeah. Well, this is a strictly anti-Hearthstone podcast. I think we can sort of stake our claim there. If Grawmash is listening, he should turn his headset off Grawmash, right now. you canceled. Woo! 
It is at this point we should mention that David has the button, uh, the cancel button. Uh, it's true. It's a uh, with great power comes great responsibility. And uh, I, if have you seen like a Staples that was easy button? Yeah, except it's uh, blue it, and says cancel. It says canceled, and if we find out like you're TJ Miller or something like that, we'll press the button. And then that's it for you, my friend. Yeah, I just keep slapping it until uh, one of these days when I can cancel myself, honestly. <laughs> one of these days. You know, in Artifact, sometimes it's strategic to cancel yourself <laughs> and free true. up a lane. <laughs> well, a look at that professional segue <laughs> back onto the rails. God damn do I love this game. Anyway. What other games have we played in the past? Magic the Gathering. In the middle of saying, yeah, before I moved here in New York, and just before that, a good friend of mine, a comedian friend of mine, was uh, kindly instructing me in the ways of Magic the Gathering, uh, a game which I have now forsaken uh, to become an acolyte of Artifact exclusively. Which you must do. That, yeah, Artifact demands devotion, uh, single-minded monogamy to itself. Forgo all other fake deities. Uh, I am the one true trading card game. You shall forsake all <laughs> trading card games uh, before me. Uh, anyway, so Magic the Gathering. Uh, I was a big fan of the uh, Star Wars customizable card game in oh. the early 2000s. Zoob, zoob. What's that? It's a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is the noise it makes. Actually, the cards that came with sound effects. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a good time. Was it a digital card game? It was not. It was a real life card game. Wow. Uh, this was not a time when we had like for internet. Poor people. For di- the only <laughs> online internet game at that time was uh, X Wing versus Tie Fighter, and it was bad. <laughs> oh no. Oh well, thank God we have other great games now, like Valve's Artifact. Artifact, the only game that matters. It's the only game to play. Um, it's the only game. Uh, Red uh, Red Dead Redemption Two Poker. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. That was one of the first card games. Really, it was. Uh, it happened. Uh, created in seventeen eighty four. Uh, with the invention of the cowboy. It was originally called Red Dead Redemption Hold'em. But they it changed like, it, it to good. poker. Such an evolution from Red Dead Redemption Stud. It- <laughs> <laughs> But you have to know all the suits of the cards, and it's just a little bit less intuitive than the great design you get looking at, you know, maybe a hero card. Sure, or, a, or, or like a, a creep. Oh, a creep? Red Dead Redemption Poker 1784 definitely had creeps, let me tell you. They're canceled. Really? Wow. The power you display with this button is <laughs> surely a humbling sight for the rest of us. It's nice to just be in charge of something, you know? Um, Dragon Ball Z trading card game from the 2000s. Haven't played the new one, but that old one you had to carry around a plastic sword I do remember with the a sword. counter on it. I remember the sword, and I remember <laughs> I had a holographic Vegeta. I remember nothing else about this game at all. That's true, yeah. And Vegeta was wearing a crop top like he was daring you to touch yeah, him. Yeah, his bad man crop top. Go ahead, touch my tongue! <laughs> Every box said that on it. This is why this is on the ball and out super feed, <laughs> so that we can do the cro- the inevitable crossover uh, Dragon Ball artifact podcast. Um, well, the point is this: just to say that we have myriad and uh, deep experience with many other trading card games. We're really, trading card game uh, connoisseurs, right? We're stand up card gamers. 
Is that right? Yeah, accurate, I think. Sure. You know what? The, you know what's not canceled? That statement. That's right. I'm unpressing a button for that. You're goddamn right. And we uh, we, we love Artifact. It's the best card game that's ever made. I have no criticisms of it. Zero. Um, I think that, in general, if you have a criticism of it, that it's that probably a bad person. It's something about you. Yeah, the it's problem is you. As in all things, honestly, look within yourself and ask, are you taking responsibility for your actions? Um, now, this podcast is going to be getting a lot of traction and reaching a lot of people who maybe aren't players yet but are interested in the game. Sure. So I thought it might be cool and relatable, you know, David, to cover some of the basics, you know? Sure. What's the game all about? Now, as uh, players know, Artifact is a uh, collectible card game modeled after Dota 2, the multiplayer online battle arena. Also designed by uh, Richard Garfield, a notable creator of Magic the Gathering. So there's some similarities there. And uh, avid, longtime anti-fan of Mondays, Richard Garfield. I'm just going to let you sit in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not to be confused with Odie, who made uh, Hearthstone. Know, I don't think I was really connecting why there was a, a red lasagna card in the middle <laughs> of this that's game. True. But, that's uh, true. It all makes sense now. Th- that's why. Anyway, this is all just to say that all of the cards in Artifact are broken up into four different colors that form a, f- a kind of team. Uh, some there's there's uh color synergy. I feel like going really. If you have you have to pick a a a team of five heroes to play the game. The heroes are broken up into colors, and then you can only play cards of that color if you have a hero of the corresponding color in the same lane. And and we got colors you've seen before. You know you know them. You love them. Nothing unusual. We got red. We got blue. We got green, we got black, real classics, real uh, primary color situations. You don't need a graduate degree to see these colors. Spe- graduate degree in color? No, absolutely not. I but, don't think they offer that. But we want to keep, they certainly don't, we want to keep this relatable to the streets. And so we thought, what if we broke down the strength and weakness of each of these colors by what hot babe they remind us of. Yeah, you know, because as men, the only way we can relate to anything uh, is... uh, Never mind. (laughs) By making it a babe? Yeah. Uh, As a man, I gotta say, meow. Meow. So let's get into it. First, we have the red cards. These are typically taken to be, you know, stronger heroes with maybe more uh, mono-imano abilities. David, a lot of strength. Uh, a lot of a lot of tanks, girth, yeah, a lot of a lot of virility behind it. You know, axe, legion, commander, even surprisingly, Pugna. Pugna but, is a red hero. Uh, but if they were all hot babes, which hot babe would you think the red deck would be, Alex? Let's say In I'm your world. Let's say I'm hanging at the DMV and I'm looking around, and I'm, I'm a, all right. I'm there. I'm at the DMV. I got my ticket. I'm waiting in line. I picked a number. Yeah, and you see me, and I'm seeing a hot babe. I'm looking at her, and I'm going, what a heartbreaker. She's wearing a uh, a jacket with a scorpion on it, and you, sure, give, like, you uh, give them one up and down, and you say, look at those stats. I love a woman in a drive jacket. That's great. Right. Just like a Ryan Gosling woman. It's true. I think Red Red is like uh, character actress Margot Martindale. It's all power. That's for sure. We've all got Margot on the brain. <laughs> Especially when you're playing Red. Up next, we have 
Blue. Now, Blue is a bit more of a mana-heavy class, okay? If Blue was a it's hot a, babe... It's a real trickster class. It's a bit of a trickster. If Blue was a hot babe instead of an artifact card, they'd be wearing glasses like a scientist babe. It's a, see, I think I think blue it's a it's you know what it is? It's it's the funny girl, you know? It's the it's your Gilda Radners. It's uh yeah. It's uh it's just it's 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 smart, it's fiery, it's fast, it's out there. You don't maybe th- maybe you look at it at first glance, you know, you're like I don't I don't know what this is all about, but then by turn 7 or 8 you're like, "Oh man, you're bringing the heat." The thing with Gilda is she's coming across and you're not threatened and you're like, "I can really open up to this card." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she plays Annihilation on turn six and wipes your whole lane. Yeah, like when Gilda used to roast her friends in front of other friends. <laughs> That's one of the worst things you can do as a babe. <laughs> wow, I think we nailed blue. Up, really got it. <laughs> up next, green cards. These are cards that support each other. Like Wiccans. In a way, yes. <laughs> you could say that. Green is is the there it's uh it, it's it's very earth centric uh it's a lot of, it's a lot about growth sure. expansion it's every every green deck you know is a is a is a is a little baby plant that grows up into a tall megaton tree by turn nine nine or ten you know oh yeah it's got room to grow absolutely wow that was very sexual <laughs> not unlike a Wiccan. God damn right. <laughs> Thank you for connecting those dots. <laughs> Maybe starting as a, a a sorcerer's apprentice with low power levels. A sort of like Fantasia sort of situation. Right. Yeah. But instead it's a green artifact card. God damn right. And also in our analogy, a hot bay. Oh man. It was you see the you see the art on that emissary of the quorum card? Man, that's a hot babe, let me tell you. Yum 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 yum. I don't yum, think yum, she yum, even yum. has a face. No, her eyes are merely windows to the soul. Or are all eyes windows to the soul? Is that what that expression is? You're getting a little philosophy <coughs> here on the Time of Triumph podcast. We bring a little bit of everything. That's true. I'll throw that shit out the window. <laughs> I like to think of green cards, if they were a hot babe, they work well with others, which is very endearing. Like, they probably teach it in middle school, but also, they got Mondo cans. <laughs> Mondo cans. <laughs> Examples just... include Drow Ranger. We're moving on. It's... <laughs> I, had, I had a note. We were talking. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a character. It's a healer deck. It's uh, you know, it's designed to. It's about resilience. It's about coming back from adversity. Uh, sort of like Juliet Binoche in the English Patient. You know, it's a caretaker deck. Wow, it is a lot like Juliet Binoche, a name that I always have rolling off my tongue. <laughs> But <laughs> that is the strength of a green deck, isn't it? Uh, it really is. You know, it's just it's it. it you're just here to take care of you. Well, we got one more color left. Oh man, what's that? What's that color? What's that color? Black. Oh shit, dangerous. <laughs> Ooh, it's a black deck. It's mysterious. What is it? It's in the darkness. It, it listens to Joy Division and goes to po- post-punk concerts. You can't get this deck to come out to the bar with your friends. It wears skinny jeans with the cuffs rolled up. Now, here's the thing about the black deck, if it were a hot babe and not digital trading cards. Well, <laughs> <laughs> 
the black as a color is the more affordable than the other hot babes and for that reason is much more appealing black is one of those babes who has a good job working for the city and for that reason you really want to attach yourself good because job. you're a bum good job working <laughs> it's black black is the deck uh black is is the deck color that's uh rolling down the street blaring tlc's no scrubs uh making sure that, yes uh your your lousy ass is good enough yes to pay her bills <laughs> that's a different band black cards are meadow soprano from the sopranos uh examples include bounty hunter and, and phantom assassin and lich and Lich, who has massive cans. <laughs> <laughs> that you can't see because he's rotting. Right. Well, they fell off his tit chest because he is a skeleton monster. But, you know, once upon a time, one could imagine. But it is true. They really are the best bang for your buck, I feel like. Uh, if, uh, if, you're, if you're looking to build a new deck, if, you're just, if you just plunk down your $30 for your copy of Artifact, and you're, you're looking, it's looking at the marketplace going, what can I build a deck around? Let me tell you. Sorlacan, that's a card that you could build a deck around for not much money. You could you could start a family with Sorlacan. You could start a family with Sorlacan. You could start a war with Sorlacan. Right. You could unlo- unload your siege ladders, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? I'm a virgin. I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, okay. Um, you know, like I cannot... You could have plus two damage for all creeps. Oh! That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, well... Now I feel like even if you don't play the game, you pretty much get where we're coming from. You're pretty much an expert. Um, But the thing about Artifact that makes it a little bit different than other card games, aside from being a fun time... Is that you can sell all of? You say that, and it sounds sarcastic, even though I know you. Even though we're doing a podcast about how much we love this game, I genuinely enjoy playing it. (laughs) I put in too many hours for an adult. What is is this Long Island? Two packs a day, grandmother voice you're doing. <laughs> it's what comes out when I'm very excited <laughs> about a passion project. Midge, let me tell you, you gotta try this artifact game. <laughs> oh, I can't fit no more in my deck. <laughs> my grandson never calls. <laughs> Well, this this aside, um, Artifact also sticks out because there is an in-game marketplace where you can sell your cards. You're you're not dependent on the luck of the draw with this game. No, sir. If you got the money, they've got the cards. It's the most efficient way to get what you need. And that's why uh, many players are taking what could be a fun game and turning it into a stock market uh, just with having no fun at all, uh, spending all of their time buying and trading digital cards cards to each other and then posting about how mad it makes them much like investing in the iraqi dinar uh, <laughs> these these people are buying uh buying low in the hopes that someday they can sell high they're gonna jack it up after the rv <laughs> and of course uh there's no card getting bought low and sold high more than axe 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 does not have a last name or i would say it here also are people buying axe low <laughs> 
No. It was a $20 card at one point. At the end of beta, people were talking about buying all of the Xs to, so as to hold hold them and skyrocket the price. Sure. But that clearly has not happened because at around the time of release, Axe was $30. Currently, Axe is $12. $12. That's more than a 50% loss of uh, loss of value. That's literally a dozen dollars. It's a dozen. It's I think that's more than a dozen dollars. It's a baker's dozen of it's dollars. <laughs> but uh, I thought it might be enlightening to talk about other things you could buy for $12, just to put into reference what how much Axe is. And I think we do. You know, you look at these games, you see a garish number like that, $12, especially when all the other cards are like two, three cents, maybe a penny. You do you not know. see a garish number because that's in Hearthstone. I'm editing the silence out. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's just fun to let Alex hang in that sometimes, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it, it's it, and I think uh, I think you, there's there can be some uh, sticker shock on like an axe, but then but you know we want to go through and uh, and get some context here. You know, let's what does twelve dollars really really mean to you in the volatile American marketplace? Well, if you were at a Burger King sitting restaurant you could get a burger king bacon king sandwich meal for 1049 plus tax i had no idea burger king burgers were that expensive that's fucking crazy well i mean you're getting fries you're getting a drink Uh, but what you're you're not getting getting dessert no you do not get a dessert have you been to burger king (laughs) what kind of question (laughs) is that they're not giving you the pie with they the might, meal. They might include for ten forty nine. I'm like, you better be giving me a slice of that Oreo pie. All it's right? a very big sandwich. I guess. I mean, these this are New all... York prices, but well, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm, De Blasio. I'm, I'm used to Minneapolis prices. Minneapolis, you know, twelve dollars will get you uh, four whoppers on a Wednesday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on Whopper Wednesday, of yeah. course. But for uh, I mean, this is a premium meal. But I'm just saying that uh, for 10.49 plus axe, you're getting no axe. You no know what axe. I'm saying? Um, I also went online. I googled things you could buy for under twelve dollars. You could we, buy. We both a, did that. We got a couple of things. That's here. true. We went to different websites. Uh, a mini brew coffee mug. Uh, I found uh for uh, uh eleven dollars. You can actually get yourself off a uh, good old Amazon.com an Amazon Basics six outlet surge protector. Really, that's a lot of outlets. You know, and you're gonna need one of those if you're playing the greatest card game in the world, Artifact. You need at least six monitors you're to play God Artifact. Damn right. <laughs> um, you can get handy notes, notes that look like hands, so that when you go and get set yourself a reminder to go to the dentist, it's in the shape of a hand. Uh, I don't know if something went wrong uh, in finding this, but it turns out, according to Target's website, uh, for eleven ninety nine, you can actually buy a Jack Russell Terrier with its own sweater. So that can't be correct uh, from I'm the choosing, internet. I'm choosing to believe that it is. And They'll send you a Jack Russell Terrier. Look, Target has really nailed this supply chain thing down, and uh, I think they've just bought their own puppy mill. And what an incredible card game! It's a loss leader. <laughs> Um, $12, you could buy half of a car ride from North Brooklyn to Central Brooklyn. Uh, $12 gets you actually a coin hole, the tabletop coin bouncing party game. It's basically cornhole for lame drunk moms. It's great. Call me when it's a card in Artifact. (laughs) (laughs) I will call you when that happens. Great, you have my number. You could buy a Linder Truffles gift box. Prices may vary. 
uh, I didn't. Know, I I learned about this. I didn't had no idea. Uh, apparently, for twelve dollars, you can just buy a pile of hair. I don't know where you could buy it. I would assume India. Uh, it turns out if you uh, if you Google on the dark web, mm-hmm. uh, you can find uh, pretty much anything for any price, sure. as long as you're willing to kill for it. Sure, sure, sure. And that's its own ki- type of currency. <laughs> Bravery. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Take initiative and buy <laughs> hair on the internet. Um, you could also buy a prescription coffee mug, which is a mug that looks like an orange prescription bottle. Ooh. I don't know who the target audience for that is, but they are in a dark place, and if they have $12, that mug could be theirs. God damn right. Um, I actually, this was a great deal. I actually took this up myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't yeah. know you could find this. Uh, but for uh, eleven fifty, you can actually buy a child's dreams. A child's dreams, you're saying? I did. I purchased a for child's th- dreams. The uh, price of an axe card. Yeah. Well, it turns out that uh, ch- uh, children are young and uh, kind of stupid, and uh-huh. uh, well, their dreams aren't worth much. They think eleven fifty is a lot of money, and they're pretty willing sure. to sell pretty much whatever. Bottom for of it. the barrel. I mean, they're just looking for, like, a Nerf gun, you know? I mean, they probably don't make any sense. They're probably like, I was riding my bike, and and Goldar was there, and the Power Rangers were there. It's it's funny, because actually the dream I purchased was actually, uh, in the first half of the dream, uh, you're just wandering around uh, a uh, Candyland-style pink world filled with leprechauns, and then halfway through, King Kong appears and just starts destroying things. It's a great dream. That's fantastic. <laughs> Sounds a little bit worse than Artifact, though. A game you can't play and sleep. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I need to buy my dreams, because I don't have them anymore. <laughs> now, we have a few more fun segments here left on the podcast. Um, I'm trying to figure out which one of these we want to do first. I'd, I'd maybe the shitty comments first, and then patch predictions? Yeah, uh, all right. Hey, folks. And on patch predictions? You're not, ge- not going to believe this. Uh, it turns out Reddit... Has some negative things to say. <laughs> Although we do associate Reddit.com as a website of uh, epic wins and uh, epic bacon wins, lol cats, and uh, uh, birds with arms, and uh, respecting our president, picks, <laughs> movies, like picks, like guitar picks, or like axe picks. I'm just naming default subreddits. <laughs> <laughs> But if you go to our artifact, the subreddit specifically devoted to the fantastic game of artifact, you will find the angriest people you ever did see. See, It's almost as if Axe himself has gotten a keyboard and has typed up an entire web page from several different accounts. I will say many uh, Reddit comments I've seen in my time do read very much like the lore on the Axe card, so I think you're onto something. Right, and I'm not just talking about comments like, what happened? Axe happened! <laughs> Those are kind of fun. It, it is weird how often on Reddit you see the, just someone going to comment, Sweet, sweet blink dagger. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, scepter! Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but these are bad comments instead. And so yeah. we thought it might be enlightening to find uh, some of these comments and make fun of them. This was a post released today on Wednesday, December 12th. Hot, hot off the presses. It reads, it is by user Denval. Uh, it says, hey, Valve, since you destroyed market anyways, period, 
Maybe balance cards, question mark? Many will appreciate that. Uh, it's just great watching child uh, a child learn to read, you know? it's Right. First thing you learn as a child, what a market is and how to keep it running. <laughs> it's, hey, it's important for kids to learn about Keynesian economics. <laughs> I thought this was an interesting post because uh, it does come from a, a warm place in that it would like them to balance the cards and is thinking of the community. It's a real constructive criticism piece. But then does also have the same dark undertone of yelling at a gaming company for something that has been out for two weeks. An undercurrent of menace, yes. Right. Uh, it's, hey, you know, yeah, this is, this is the first online card game to have a, a a card marketplace. Am I wrong? I I can't say you are. There certainly wasn't one in Dragon Ball Z trading card game from the 2000s, which was also a real life card game, and not even uh, more to the point. Exactly. Uh, so no, it's it's it feels very much like the internet. Just like, hey, Valve, you know that thing that you created two weeks ago out of whole cloth that has never existed before? You ruined it. Yeah, take your own balls out of your mouth, Valve. You canceled. Yeah, hit the button. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Valve is canceled. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Denval, thanks for posting on Reddit and uh, creating a firestorm of vitriol that we could all enjoy on this podcast. Uh, now, Valve is trying... Before they were canceled just now, Valve was actively trying to repair their reputation with the flock of furious young men on the subreddit that's some good alliteration there man screaming into the void just hoping their lives will improve by typing fast enough uh and they are releasing a patch tomorrow on thursday uh little is known about the patch so far at this point uh alex you want to go over some of the details we have coming out that we know for sure are happening Sure. By the time this episode comes out, I'm sure a lot of the details will be out and we'll all be enjoying the patch. So and you can just figure out how we're wrong about our predictions. Right. But we have some strong leads on where this could be going. Uh, so the one thing Valve did say on Twitter, on the Play Artifact Twitter, is that they are initiating a chat where the cards actually speak to you and you can type in sentences for the opponent. Which is the worst idea in the world for a game like this, isn't it? It's a boon for all players hoping to see Drow Ranger call them the N-word. I can't tell you how many times I have had someone play Annihilation at me, wipe my board in order to destroy my ancient, and how many times I've yearned to be able to string off a, a series of epithets uh, of varying formality. <laughs> I think of instead of putting in a chat, they could have just printed a series of cards for every classes that were like, I don't know, maybe you have a black card that's like, gay bash. <laughs> 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 and you could just play that and they'd kind of get where it's, it's just it doesn't a, cost any mana. Uh, we've now attached a, a new uh, secondary card to Axe called misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> All of the cards have misogyny. (laughs) (laughs) The cards are born with misogyny from living in the artifact society, and you have to actually work to get it off of them. (laughs) That's actually the true objective of the game. Um, One 
add on that I saw through a grapevine on a 4chan post is that Meepo's art is going to be updated to have face tattoos. You know, it's good. It's fine that, you know, they're a little... It's People complained when the game came out. It's like, what are these? The Ewoks of Dota 2? What, like, they're short, but they're in a gang? Exactly. It's like, we need to toughen these people up, all right? We're, we're going we're gonna to play them uh, DMX's greatest hits, and we're going to understand... That uh, you know these meepos are coming from the streets, all right. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of complaints from different you know subcultures playing the game that maybe weren't thought of in development. I know people who are colorblind are having a hard time um, telling the red class cards from the green class cards. An understandable thing. Red and green colorblind, very common affliction. Uh, it's I think it's important that uh, Valve do something with this patch to address it. Right. Something I thought might help is if they print a card condemning all colorblind players. That's honestly, uh, really, what are they living for? It's hard to complain when you're in the graveyard. <laughs> uh, it's called the fountain. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it is the fountain. I'm sorry, that's a Magic the Gathering term. <laughs> um, cheating death is one of the most controversial cards in the game right now. Uh, yes, and uh, we've actually, this has actually been leaked. Sure. Uh, I have. Uh, should, should we explain cheating death first? Uh, che che uh, by all means. Okay, Cheating Death is a card. You know, if you have a green hero in your lane um, and your a, a, a unit dies, Cheating Death is a 50% dice roll at the end of the turn on the combat phase that they will not die. Uh, a card uh, many people on uh, in the artifact community are calling total horseshit. They're calling it a box of dildos. And kids love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I was actually, my, um, this is a little inside scoop for you here on the package. My uncle actually works at Valve, uh, is a developer on the game, can tell it gives me a little bit of a heads up. That's fascinating. This. Yeah, it's great. Um, but uh, it turns out uh, in tomorrow's patch, one of the updates, they're updating the text to Cheating Death. Now, Cheating Death still has the same effect, but now, as soon as you play it, uh, a group of cool teens show up and call you a bitch. Well, that will certainly enhance the card. So let's say I have a Ricks. Oh, Ricks. Let's say Ricks. I have a Ricks Pickle card. Ricks. Let's say I have a Ricks card that is intended to die to, let's say, a Legion commander. Uh, instead, that Ricks would not die due to cheating death, and teens would show up and say, uh, wow, you look like a bitch, yeah. you bitch-ass bitch. Would, they, he would be surrounded immediately by a group of uh, stylish 12-year-olds going, what are those? Did you get those shoes at the bitch store? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, shoes, shoes look like a fam. Small tweaks like this can really improve a community. It's really, you know, it's really a shame-based card game when you I, think about it. I'm hoping to see that tomorrow. That's giving me hope for the future. Well, my uncle says it's definitely happening, so... That's huge. That's absolutely huge. And then the last thing that I think they could do, because a lot of people are complaining at the five wins, uh, five game win gauntlet system that currently you, happens for matchmaking. It is a gauntlet. It is a gauntlet. You're in it, and you're thinking, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. And then you don't win it. And then you feel like, wow, I really didn't throw down the gauntlet. You have to do it again. I, I would really like that gauntlet. What might improve the gameability of Artifact is if Valve released maybe a ladder for competitive players and then pushed them off that ladder, <laughs> rendering them paralyzed for the rest of their lives. Uh, you know, uh, a, a TV show many people watch once said, chaos is a ladder, Alex. Is that true? What I'm saying is Valve is making chaos. <laughs> That's fascinating. <laughs> and they also make Chaos Knight, a hero uh, in Dota 2. Oh, man. I can't wait till they introduce Chaos Emeralds, because then we get to be supersonic. Fingers crossed. Well, 
I think that wraps up the first time of Triumph podcast. Uh, and it was a triumph. I feel like this is our time. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, <laughs> we've, we've crippled all of your uh, audio agents out there. See y'all on the flippity-flop! Flippity-flop!